This is the Dr. Mike Savilla Podcast, episode 370 for Thursday, June 6, uh, 2019. This happens to be the 75th anniversary of D-Day as well. But on this podcast episode, I'll be sharing my interview and appearance on the Louis B. Free Radio Show. Uh, I was interviewed there uh, this morning, uh, and it was in downtown Youngstown at the... uh, Youngstown Vindicator Newspaper Building, uh, and uh, yeah, he, he talked to me a, a little, a lot about myself. I, I maybe I, I reviewed a little bit more than I was uh, uh, anticipating, but uh, talked about my upbringing here in the Youngstown, Ohio area, about my parents who are immigrants from the Philippines, uh, and we also talked about a lot of uh, you know medical topics as well. You know, we talked about, of course, medicine and social media. Uh, we talked about appropriate use of antibiotics. Uh, we talked about uh, measles. Uh, we talked about hospice care, advanced directives. Uh, and at the very end, uh, we talked about my thoughts about genetic testing, which you have to hang on in there till the end of the uh, of the show. So hope you enjoy this. I'm going to be expanding more on uh, all these topics at drmikesavilla.com. I may even uh, break down some of these segments and uh, talk about them in a little bit more detail. So, But uh, check out my uh, website, drmikesavilla.com, and also uh, my Facebook page, uh, Salem Family Practice, also uh, Dr. Mike Savilla. Uh, I, I brand myself and my practice, so you can find me out there. So enjoy this episode, and uh, hopefully I'll be recording more podcasts soon. I have a wonderful young man sitting across from me, <laughs> Dr. Mike Savilla. Welcome yes, back. Yes, sir. Great oh, to be back. Great yeah, to can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. I'm great. Uh, yeah. How are you? You look great. It's, it's, you know, it's great. It's, it's summertime in Youngstown, you know, and maybe a little cooler today. You know, I was, I was driving up and, uh, you know, you see the school buses and I, I always think about, you know, those days when, when it's the last day of school and, you know, and all the stories about thinking growing up here in Youngstown, and uh, you know, it's 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 great memories. It's great yeah. memories. Yeah, last day of school and being out in the summer seems yeah. so long, and you get exactly. older. Exactly, right? like you didn't think about anything else, you know, and and you're just like you're just looking forward to the summer, looking forward to spending time with your friends and all that kind of stuff, and just just a lot of great memories driving up here today. I, I, that's that's beautiful to hear. I, I wonder do. Young people today, and I don't want to be that curmudgeon. I don't want to be that old. Oh, you can. Kids these days. It's okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but I, I wonder. I've got to wonder if they do. They look forward to playing video games. Also, I you know. Well, they I, do I, now. You know, it's just like yeah, you know when you I, get to summertime. You know, when you were growing up, it was like it's stuff that you couldn't do the rest of the year, yeah. especially around here because you could be outside, outside play, yeah. play, and all that stuff. Get on your bike, or you know, yeah. when you're younger, you get to your go down your, by a creek, go into yeah, the woods. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you know what these kids do now. The summertime, it's just I don't. I want. I mean, again, you're. Although you are decades and decades and decades and decades (laughs) younger than I am, but you're still. I I get concerned about that. I mean, it's good. You're a physician. It's good to be outside. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we all even we non physicians know it's good to exactly. be out yeah. and you running know, around. You're an adult, you're a kid, you know, and uh, you know, people always ask me about things like you know your vitamin D level and this part of the part of the country and doing that. But you know, just just, <clears throat> you know, just think about you know kids growing up. I mean, just just get outside, you know, and 
And unfortunately, you know, just just with all the stuff, I don't want to you know, get all downer in the news and stuff. Well, but I mean, it's just you know, there's there, there's a lot of parents and kids. You know, sometimes they're they're a little, little afraid or scared to get out outside now in the summertime, just with everything going on. But you know, th- this is the time to get outside and, and 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 enjoy nature and enjoy your friends and not be inside to uh, play video games and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and, and enjoy and, and enjoy the weather. Enjoy enjoy what's going on out there. Do we get too fearful about things? Because when I've talked about kids needing to be outside, people needing to be outside, yeah, you know, exactly. again, there all the things about how good it feels to be with the trees. And I can't remember, I can never remember the, uh, tree bathing, the Japanese art of tree bathing. They talk about there's something about, they actually have a name for it, being out in nature, basically. Right, exactly. And the importance of it and the beauty of it and going through the park. And now everybody says, well, yeah, but the ticks. And I mean, you can always find a reason <laughs> to be fearful. We, 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 right? we complain about everything. You know, last month was all about the rain and all about the pollen. And, and you know now it's supposed to be 80 degrees later this week, and people are going to be complaining about the the heat and stuff. And you know people, you know just 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 enjoy life. You know enjoy the weather and things. I mean that down down in Salem, beginning in Salem, but today, you know we have that, our little uh, you know, Salem car cruise down there, and yeah. uh, that's going to be fun. It's going to bring you know a lot of people together in the community and bring, bring some uh, you know bring some uh, money into the community into this into Salem, and uh, you know it just hopefully the weather will. We'll hold up for that, but it's it's good just to just to get outside and socialize and see your friends and see your neighbors. And and I'm going to say again, I I know that if you're if there's an event, it's tough if it's raining. But Jennifer Jones and I were talking earlier this morning. I mean, I love being out in the rain. I love. I've said this many times. I love to walk in the rain. I love to walk barefoot. Um, again, not in, in fairness. Again, I, I say this with. People, I, I had water in the basement. I mean, but some people got really flooded. So obviously, yeah, I'm not exactly talking about right. the torrential downpour. Right, how much right. I enjoy, I don't. But and because a lot of people suffer and are suffering terribly because of that. But the reality is, again, and once the my neighbors where I'm at now and mm-hmm. the police department got a little acclimated that if it's three or four in the morning and Louis walking barefoot around, it's it's really okay. It's oh, just yeah. I'm just the neighborhood wacky guy <laughs> it's, it feels good to be out in it and people yeah. get too fearful but yeah unfortunately you know and uh you know there's a whole that you know debate about the media hyping up things and shootings and that type of thing you know but uh you know i i i still believe that you know people are good people out there you know and, and people Basically. look after each other look after their kids or or you know when people get older look after the older people out there you know especially when it gets really cold in the winter time and it's hot and humid in the summertime. Um, we're, we're losing some of that now, which is which is kind of sad. You're right. You know, it's I have some. Uh, um, well, they've been there for a couple of years now, but very very young neighbors, and it's cute how they like check up on us. Yeah. You know, some it's it's cute. It's funny to have the recognition that you're the old people in the neighborhood now. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife, if we're walking or whatever, that yeah. we're the we're yeah. the. Yeah, but you probably old. did that when you were when you were younger. I mean, you, if you knew that they were. Oh, we we, you know, we check old. on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but, exactly. but and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it's cute because you they don't say it, but. You know, it's like we know you people are old over there, and we just want to make sure it's be- it's a beautiful thing, and that's what we need more of. Where people do. that don't know their neighbors, and what makes that about you? What is it about Dr. Mike Savella? Because you 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 always are so generous of heart. You're mm-hmm. just you know you're obviously extremely bright guy. I don't want to say but because that almost you are extremely and yeah. and very generous of yeah. heart. And that's not always yeah. the case. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that's yeah, a lot of it is, is, is my upbringing. You know, you know, starting with my parents. You know, they, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're immigrants from the Philippines. They came here in the late 1960s, trying to find uh, you know a new life. And you know, back in that time in the 60s and the 70s, there was a huge uh, Filipino community here in the Youngstown area, and um, you know that that's that, that's how my parents met. Um, you know, people may may know my, my dad was a. Uh, 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 a physician, uh, ear, nose, and throat specialist for 30 years, practiced out of Northside Hospital, which is no longer there anymore, which is a whole separate sad conversation. Um, but, uh, you yeah, know, he was known in the community, and, and um, you know, I think that's where I got a lot of, you know, kind of my values, but also growing up here in the Youngstown area, you know? I mean, I, I grew up, you know, in, in, uh, in Austintown physician. and in Canfield uh, and Ortman, and and I got to experience a lot of uh, people, met a lot of people growing up in the school system, all that. And, you know, I, I think that that's, that that's where our journey is today. You know, we're, 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 we're uh, each of us are, are a piece of the person that we have met, you know, growing up in the past. And and by choice, though, I mean, you choose to be, I'm not saying that that you have to think I need to be a nice guy. I don't mean it like that, but you absorb and emulate the people that you admired, which were, you know, because some some guys do all that with tough guys. They've got to be tough. They got a hard, you know, it's a hard ass. That guy was tough. I'm going to be tough, too. Uh, You're different than Mm. that. Well, thank you. Because of a choice. I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just you know, it's just, it's just a, the, the positive influence of my parents, yeah. you know, the, the influence of just growing up in this community here, you know, it's just, you know, it's just you know, a lot of people, you know, still kind of, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know why, but, you know, just they don't look favorably on, you know, the Youngstown community for some reason, you know, but there's just, and what you've done here, Louis, here is just t- when you talk to people, it's just, you're kind of bringing uh, together a lot of the great people, you. you know, and, and, and you're one of them. Yeah. And, Thank and, you. And, and I, and I meet a lot of them Thank too, you. you know. And we all we all influence each other, and uh, you know, with, with our kids that are, uh, you know, growing up in the community now. That that's what we have to share with them. I think one of the things, Dr. Mike Sabilla, when you say that um, about the community, Jennifer Jones was in earlier from uh, I call her Youngstown's Green Goddess from Green Youngstown. Oh yeah. And she was telling me actually, I think she left her notes here, but she she mentioned that we were talking about the. I'm glad she left these. The tire, she, they just had a tire recycling drive and an electronics recycling drive with TVs oh, yeah. where people pay, mm-hmm. had to pay because of the expense of recycling. Came down in droves with TVs, flat screen TVs, and paid to have them recycled. Had to pay a dollar an inch. Valeric fortunately picked up the other, the other half of that. And she talked about the increase and how much more there is. And in TVs and electronics, uh, TVs were up 35.8%, 23.1% on the regular uh, electronics, 30% on tire recycling. I mean, and I always hear from people that I either know that watch or listen from outside the area or just people that kind of find the show. They're surprised to hear in this area that we've got green youngs. You know, the expectation is always the negative news, mm-hmm. the poverty level, mm-hmm. uh, the, the crime level in the city. Not thinking about how many good people are that took their time to bring their tires down, to bring their TVs down, and have, actually have to pay to have them properly, ethically, responsibly recycled. Right. And that's a wonderful thing about the community. Oh, yeah. 
Oh well, yeah, you know, and I, you know, and you just keep meeting people every day. You know, we just keep meeting great people every day. People who, you know, who who, who don't uh, toot their own horn, you know, but you know that they're really great people. You just know people uh, meet people that you meet other people, and um, you, know, you meet them at community gatherings or um, or that sort, you know, and and you, you just kind of learn what you have in common. And hopefully, maybe you can come together and try to solve some some problems that are out there. For you, uh, let's talk a little. Let's talk about medicine. One of the things I've got to say, you are so savvy with tech again, and I get by. <laughs> you've always been at the forefront of tech because I'm looking online and, and I'm seeing that you've got live now with Louis, uh, Mike, and I'm thinking, how is? Listen to me seriously, and I should. <laughs> As my wife always says, uh, my greatest asset's my greatest liability. There's no filter between my brain and my mouth. And here comes, <laughs> I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm like, well, wow, how is he doing that? Where does he have that camera? I see it on your phone. It's like, okay, it's you're sharing it. I, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, when yeah. I had that recognition. <laughs> where's he, where did he put that camera? How is that camera in the same place mine is? I don't see yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the power of technology now is just incredible uh, with medicine now. And, you know, and, and I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, but I've been talking about it for, for a long time. And, you know, people can go see my Facebook page. Uh, you know, Salem Family Practice, Dr. Mike Sevilla, drmikesevilla.com. Um, and you can see that, um, you know, that that we need to kind of spread all this, you know, what I think uh, is positive information, the accurate information. There's a lot of negative stuff that's that's out there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> you know, many years ago, Louis, you know, when when when, it, when all this thing started with like Google and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I always tell the story of, you know, you know it always comes to me back to technology and vaccinations, you know, and, and vaccinations uh, with children, you know, and, and talking about, you know, uh, you know the, the, the bad information that was out there when it comes to, uh, you know, they thought that uh, vaccines cause autism. And, and for many, many years, maybe 10, 15 years, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that were not vaccinated. And now we're kind of seeing the effects of that with this whole kind of measles outbreak nationally. And for, and fortunately, you know, for the state of Ohio, I don't believe there's been a case yet, uh, but there, there's there. Yeah, are, yeah it's probably yeah, the opposite. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's there's a case in the last month in in, in Pittsburgh and also closer to the valley here in in uh, western Pennsylvania. So so it's getting closer here. So it's it's getting really scary. I want I want to ask you so and, and again understand you know you're the doctor, not me. But when I hear measles, when I hear some of the things, and I want to talk about just specifically some of the measles, chicken pox, those. The, the when I was young again I'm 66 years old that's you you got you got those and again I I can't say I don't remember anyone getting seriously ill because I was too young but kids got them they got better and they they went back to school yeah um measles uh, you know again uh, no fun to have and I can't remember there was one and my parents obviously not obviously were both dead. So I, I either didn't have measles or chicken pox, one, one or the other. I never, for whatever reason, never had. Mm-hmm. And I think it was chicken pox. But mumps, things like that, kids just got, it was part of growing up. Right. Or is right. me, what, what's the, I hate to say, again, I hate saying what's the danger because, again, you, no one wants to, their child to be sick. But Correct. How is that? Correct. Is it? 
It is. It is with measles specifically. Yeah. Don. Well, no. Even even measles and chickenpox. You know, even when I was you know growing up, uh, you know, which people, wasn't that long ago. Because right. You're but young. People would have kind of these you know chickenpox parties or measles. You know, where where people would bring all their kids and they would get all so they, infected at the same time, and they thought that was the right pox. thing. Yeah, because because you know because when you do get the chickenpox, you do you know get immunity to it. Um, so the thinking was not so long ago. You know that you get all these get, ki- get, get all these done. kids together, okay. and wow. then and then instead of being vaccinated or instead of getting shots, that you know you, you get better uh, immune to it. You know, and, and and even unfortunately now, Louis. I mean, there, there's even you know kids and parents in you know, different states and things they're doing that now. They're like, oh well, that's safer than getting the dangerous vaccine, uh, which is not the right thinking because you, you don't know. There's still complications from getting chickenpox. It's not just oh. You know, you, you, you get a rash, you know, and then it goes away. You're but better in a few days. Yeah. A week, I mean, I don't know. You know, there's there, there's a lot of bad things that can have. It, it can affect your neurological system. It can affect this. It can affect that. Um, so, so you know, definitely the safest thing you know, is, is is to get immunized, you know. is And you know, I, I'm getting a lot of questions about measles these days. Like, Doc, you know, I, I'm not sure if I if I got, uh, you know, measles when I was growing up. I mean, these are, you know, people, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. Uh, they're not sure. Uh, like, I'm not sure. My mom, I think, told me I did. Uh, but, you know, there yeah. are things like blood tests and things that you can talk to your doctor about to see if you have immunity to that. If you're not, you can get a booster. Um and it, when I tell people, you know, it's, it, if you're not sure, talk to your doctor about it because, you know, it's it, it's a little bit too late when those cases, I think, are going to start in Ohio sometime. You know, and it's good to be prepared. It's good to see if you are immune to measles because, you know, there's almost a thousand uh, cases nationally. I mean, we're 950 or something like that. And it's only a matter of time when, when I think it's going to be their first case in Ohio and then everybody's going to be very concern is going to be a panic, you know, and there's a way to really, too, yeah, yeah there, there's, there's a way to, to kind of prevent that is to talk to your doctor. There are some tests uh, and, uh-huh. um, you know, to see, you know, if, if you do have immunity, even if you're an adult. Dr. Savilla, um, I want, let's, can we shift and talk a little bit about, about antibiotics? One sure. That, that I, again, once again, disclaim, you're the expert, you're the physician, yeah. not me. Yeah. One of the things that I get concerned about with antibiotics, and, and I know, and I think most of us have been, certainly when I was younger, guilty of this. Um, you, you get a sore throat, or you start sniffling, and you want to take an antibiotic. And probably, again, correct me if I'm wrong, viral, yeah. but you're taking an antibiotic, yeah. but, but you're better in, I don't know, a week, a week or so, mm. which you would be if you didn't take the antibiotic. That's right. But mentally, you think, "Wow, I've got to always take that antibiotic as soon as I get a sore throat or, or sniffles mm-hmm. or whatever, because mm-hmm. that's what get when when I don't want to say nothing could be further from the truth, but it's just not accurate." Right. What are your thoughts on antibiotics? Oh, I mean, I, I saw an article the other day. You know that there, there are some uh, rivers or lakes um, in different parts of the world have a high concentration of yeah. antibiotics. And, and what is the what is the complications of that? Is that, well, you know, obviously there's there's viruses and, and bugs in those in, in those lakes and streams and things. They're going to be uh, resistant, resistant to 
to antibiotics, um, and you know the illnesses that come from them are typical antibiotics now are just not going to work. Um, so it's it, it is from a physician standpoint, um, it's easier just to give them the prescription for the antibiotic because it saves time. You know, you don't have to go through the whole explanation of why you don't need the antibiotic. Um, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of docs out there. They you know they're they're very you know they're they're very busy and and you know they don't have the time or they don't want to do it or it's at the end of the day and um, to explain that. But I mean, we as physicians and in the medical community, we're trying to do a better a better way to educate ourselves as. Uh, physicians to say, hey, you don't need that antibiotic. You're going to be better in two days anyway. If you start to have these red flag symptoms, you know, more fever or more pain yeah. or other type of things, then, you know, you call it's us or, or you come back and then you know, at that point you may need an antibiotic. But you're right, Louie. I mean, it's it's, it's it's really out of control. We, we have to cut back the, the amount of antibiotics, the and unnecessary not, antibiotics. And, and again, please, I, want to, I want to be clear. I'm not uh, some physicians, but more again in the in the food industry, in the meat industry, you know, they ramp it with correct. That. And yeah, that's, that's a whole different conversation. That, yeah, but yeah. It, but again, it's still getting in, and envi- it's the environmental issue with that. Yeah, and the when I issue, yeah. when I read the uh, the CDC report on uh, antibiotic resistant and what they felt were urgent threats, and the the report now is about six years old. It, I get concerned now learning about the. Um, gonorrhea the antibiotic resistant gonorrhea oh, that yeah. can you get you can get it orally you know my my generation again if you didn't want to get what we used to call vd now stds mm-hmm. you know venereal disease well there's things you could do and mm-hmm. the worst case scenario or be, worst or best case scenario if you don't don't have uh, intercourse you're yeah. you're not worried now right. kissing i read an article about ki- deep kissing not right you know right Deep kissing, you can actually get an oral gonorrhea that may or may not be, in that case, antibiotic resistant. I mean, things like that, I don't want to say frighten me, but are really, really concern me. Something that you wouldn't think, or through even through oral sex. I don't know. Sure. Did, I did an adult disclaimer, I'm sure, earlier this morning. So mm-hmm. even through, through orals, you would think, most people would think that is relatively Safe. If right. somebody performs oral sex on you, right, or you perform exactly. oral sex, you're not going to transmit um, STDs. Sure, that's exactly. not exactly. the case. Though. Right? Yeah. And, and now, I mean, it's it, it's not just so much uh, bacteria like gonorrhea. It's more. Uh, you may have heard of a virus called uh, human papilloma virus or HPV, a- a- yeah. HPV. Mm-hmm. and we're seeing more of these uh, now in males in male children. Um, and we do know that HPV can cause cancer, um, whether you're a male or a female. And we're seeing a lot more, um, and it kind of makes sense, but people haven't probably thought about it before, you know, head and neck cancers, like, you know, uh, like above the neck area because because of just like kissing and things. Um, so, so the good thing about that is, you know, coming back to immunizations, you know, there is, you know, this uh, HPV vaccine that we are promoting you know, in children. 
Um, but there has been some backlash to that. Um, you know, people say, yo, you know, it's you, you're promoting um, sex or, or you're promoting, you know, this type of behavior. And that's why I don't want my child to have, you know, that HPV vaccine. And, um, you know, so, so it's just more and more education uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to vaccinations. You know, I tell I tell parents, you know, HPV vaccine, I mean, that, you know, prevents cancer. Do you don't you want to give you know, a vaccine, don't you want to give something to your kid that's going to prevent cancer? You know, and that's what this HPV vaccine is all about. So um, I guess getting back to to your point about, you know, antibiotics, you know, it's not only about antibiotics, but it's just uh, not only about antibiotics in the the doctor's office, but like you were saying, antibiotics in the poultry industry or or in that type of industry for a different type of purpose. And it it, it all ends up in the same thing, antibiotic-resistant organisms. Which, again, scare me. That that combined... Combined with, um, and again, if you if people weren't concerned enough, I last week I had Rosemary Gibson back on. Last, towards the end of last year, her book was published, uh, China RX, about um, the drugs coming in, prescription drugs coming in from China. She all, talked about some supplements. She's talked about like vitamin C. She's talked about over the counter acetaminophen, mm-hmm. uh, etc. But that the majority of, of I don't want to call them low level common, more common antibiotics like penicillin made in, in China. You know, if we get into an issue, I, I, again, what happens if we can't even access basic, some of the basic, what should I call them, more common, I guess, mm-hmm. antibiotics like. Right, even just like penicillin or yeah, something like that, you know. Which is still very commonly it's it's still it's still good it's still effective but you know we're seeing where we're seeing the resistance uh louis is those really really sick patients in the hospital so really really sick patients in the intensive care unit you know they're very very sick because the usual typical antibiotics aren't working and we need to use those higher more powerful antibiotics and yes they do help but they also have a lot of side effects too which a lot of my patients talk to me about so so, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, amoxicillin, penicillin still works if it's used in the right way, of course, in humans, you know, but, you know, use of in, um, you know, in animals and things is a whole separate conversation. Um, but it is being used for those purposes. And, and, you know, there is obviously a debate on if that is appropriate, how they should be used as well in that industry. And if I, and if I wasn't concerned enough and I've got the, the article is in this studio somewhere yes. about, about some... Uh, farmers, growers in Florida using spraying antibiotics on crops that it kills a certain type of insect or something. It's just, I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, I think we're we're playing with, I mean, playing with fire would be understating it with all of the antibiotics in the food industry and now spraying it. I just, yeah, yeah. We want antibiotics to work. I expect that if if I if I'm ill and I go to the hospital, go to the doctor or whatever, and I get penicillin right that it's going to work my assumption is going to work oh yeah we keep doing things like this it's going to create yeah we do know that you know there there, there are less and less being antibiotics being developed because it's getting more and more difficult to do that um so there's less you know i mean i can probably count on my hand in the last 
you know, a few years, how many new antibiotics come out, and that opens up a whole different discussion about the cost of all these, you know, medications and prescription drugs. And you know, when you get a new antibiotic out, or when you get a new medicine out for something, it's so it's, it's so darn expensive. And and you know, and I talk to my patients, you know, all the time. You know, about the cost of pharmaceuticals, the cost of drugs, you know, and it's just a sad situation, you know, about, you know, I, you know, I know, you know, I have a medicine in my head that I know is going to work, but I know when I, you know, write that prescription, I know sometimes, you know, especially the older people in my practice, you know, sometimes they're like, hey, doc, you know, I can't even, can't even afford that. It's like, we have to find some other way for them to do it, whether it's a, a patient assistance program, something, or something to try to help them to get the medicine that they need. You know, when you say this, Dr. Sevilla, it makes me think of um, uh, last week, I again had uh, Alexis Fleming on, who has uh, in Scotland the Maggie Fleming Animal Hospice. Uh, She's just such a beautiful... Alexa, such a beautiful woman. She's got uh, Crohn's. She had an emergency, a life-saving surgery, um, that, and talked about the NHS, how grateful she is for their National Health Service, uh, and talked about how she'd never be able to afford it, uh, this one hospital, with the dignity of every room as a private room. She left there. Who knows what the bill would have been mm-hmm. um, with with nothing. She said, and I had my... my uh, the drugs to go, you know, I mean, everything was provided for her. Uh, ambulance to, and no bill. The flip side of that is, when I go to the Guardian and I read, they have a section called Blood, Sweat, and Tears, where physicians, nurses, etc., write generally anonymous sure. things. Yeah, and yeah, beautiful yeah. about mm-hmm. uh, having a patient die, about just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I try to read them on air sometimes. I get so emotional mm-hmm. because oh, of the yeah. power of the Powerful, writing. Yeah. We don't think about things like that. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and I, but they write about a lot of the problems with the NHS too, sure, about course, young doctors' suicides. I know we have issues with that in the United States, but mm-hmm. but the pressure, but um, somewhere in between. And, and Alexis was talking about how the NHS, for her, is the greatest thing that humans can do, just to help each other. You know, you need something. You know, we were talking about before, my neighbor needs something. Something I get. Yeah. And when I need something, my neighbor, I do something for them. They do. I mean, and she talked about that relative to the NHS, that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, everybody has access. Oh, yeah. But again, yeah. there's problems with that. Sure. Canada, we talk about the Canadian system. Mm-hmm. Well, there's problems with that. That's why mm-hmm. people come to the United States, they yeah. can afford to, yeah. to get in for surgeries. Yeah. Something's got to be done with the prescription prices. I, yeah, exactly. I, I exactly. just don't know. I don't know what it is. What do you do? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, unfortunately, you know, um, you know, I hate to say that we have to, you know, go running to the government for all this kind of stuff. You know, I'm not that type of a person on general things, but I mean, it's it's such a huge, enormous problem. Um, You know, it's it's going to take, you know, some kind of (laughs) big solution, Uh, and I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. So. I mean, hey, hey, you want to uh, go ahead. You, you want to say hi to my uh, mom and dad? They're they're watching us on Facebook right now. Get out of here! I your know. mom and dad. I know they're on Facebook, Louie. Yeah, I, and and I. But told your them. mom and dad are probably. How old are you? I, well, I can't. Well, I'll tell you. you, I'll tell you later. Okay, I'll tell you later. but your mom and dad are probably <laughs> old. Why are young? Much? Sixty six. 
up. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll we talk later. Okay. Well, <laughs> but yeah, okay. hey, I and love you, Facebook. mom and dad. So yeah. Well, but yeah, I, th- thanks, thanks for for watching. Yeah, because the only reason they something? would know. Well, yeah, because yeah, because of technology, like like you said, Facebook. Yeah, but I know that you probably would want to say. something. I want to say that. something to your yeah. mom and dad, and and I mean this with. Of course, I'm sincere, but 100% sincerity, gratitude. They put them, you know, you get older and you get so grateful when you meet wonderful humans in our world. I mean, just good-hearted, you, good-hearted, wonderful, kind, bright. And that doesn't, yes, there's always that exception where some child didn't have any parenting going on, chose to, whatever, matured, met people. But generally, it becomes because somebody was raised that way. You know, I was talking with a professor earlier this morning that wrote uh, Morality in the Environmental Crisis. What made him care? What, what, why do you care so much? You know, he's a professor. He's, I don't know if he's tenured or not, but he's got a good gig. Doesn't need to do these extra things and right. care so much. Right. What makes him, what makes you care? What makes you so, so kind? And you're talking about your parents and how you're raised and raised in the community. And it's, you were raised that way. Mm-hmm. Again, you chose to a lot of us choose to be different than what you chose, but that beautiful upbringing. And I'm grateful to them. Yeah. Look who they put in our Yeah, I'm, our I'm, world. I'm grateful. You, I'm grateful. Dr. Too. Mike Savilla. Yeah. Well, they're mm-hmm. Mike Savilla. Yeah, that's they don't right. call you Doc. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi, Doc. They, 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 they do when they're joking around. <laughs> do, do they? That'd be hilarious. It'd be hilarious to be around one of the family things. But I'm grateful to them. Huh? I mean that because mm-hmm. look at what you do and look at what you've done with social media as a physician mm-hmm. you at the forefront. We touched on this before. Sure. Tell us a little bit about sure, that. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I started, uh, you know, being interested in, well, I've always been interested in technology, but I, I was started getting interested in, in the internet, you know, um, maybe it's, I think it's even more about more than 10 years ago. So it was, it was when that whole immunization thing was happening. So with, uh, you know, vaccine the, the, for people don't know that there, were, there was a bad medical study, maybe about 10 years ago, plus, you know, that, that sparked this whole thing about you know vaccines causing autism. That study's been debunked, and but that information is still around. And and uh, you know back at that time, you know medicine as an industry, uh, physicians, doctors, you know they were not prepared for the uh, for the bad information that was out there by celebrities. And um, you know back at that time, you know if, if you Googled you know vaccines and autism, you get all these negative, inaccurate type of um, yeah, searches, you know, and it took a long time for medicine and physicians just to kind of say, hey, we have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for the right information out there. There's a lot of bad information out there. And there's a lot of, you know, doctors and physicians that you'll see on TV uh, right now, you know, who made their career on, um, you know, uh, being proactive on social media talking about whatever, you know, whether it's about, you know, cancer drugs or whether it's about different type of diseases, trying to bash all the negative stuff out there, which people still bring Not to me. Sure. You know, they, they, they still bring to me. Um, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. From it the is, you know, and, and, you know, and doctors still, you know, some of them still think it's all negative. You know, I, I see it as more of an opportunity to talk to patients about, hey, this is, you know, that this is what's, good, this is what's bad, this is what's biased. They bring me information and say, hey, you know, they say that this is bad. Well, I'm like, well, who paid for this site? You know, who, 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 who's behind it? Who's funding it? 
Uh, so we get to, to teach my patients about advocacy, teach my patients about, hey, who's really behind some of this stuff? And, um, you know, I don't want to you know get into politics or any of that type of stuff, but people have to know the source of the information. And what we do know is that, you know, uh, Americans, you know, they trust nurses, they trust doctors, uh, and, you know, they have that relationship with their doctor, and they should ask them about this information that's out there. When you, uh, a couple of things, and by the way, and I, I, I know I don't have it, next to me, but I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal, I think it was about a week ago, about a new drug, here it is, a uh, $2 million new Novartis drug is priciest ever. And they they, t- they say it starts uh, 24th of May. The world's most expensive medicine is about to hit the market. A one-time treatment for a devastating infant muscle-wasting disease, one approval from uh, United States Food and Drug Administration. The uh, Novartis says its gene therapy will cost 2 Million one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for two. Now, now again, and people, I don't know what it. I don't know all what it took to develop that, but I dare say, if you have a an infant that has a uh, muscle wasting disease, this is going to be a life saving medication. Should it cost two million dollars? How do I judge that? If somebody said, "I can save your child's life." This is what it's going to cost. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that just blew my mind. Yeah. I'm reading it, I, and when I read it, because I had the physical paper, and I was, and I thought, I'm reading this wrong. I'm reading it too mm-hmm. fast. I'm missing mm-hmm. something. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be. Yeah, for for, for one person for one for that type of thing i mean there's a lot of fraud and abuse out there too there's been articles this week about uh uh the u.s government going after a company who were unfortunately you know paying off doctors to prescribe their medication driving the the price up and and frauding medicare and um so 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 that type of thing really opens it up to fraud and abuse you know when you unfortunately you know, say it's oh, say it's for a child or it's for a child rare illness. You know, what is the cost of yeah, that? What's, you know, and what's you know, the value? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. did it cost to research it to develop? And again, in fairness, in the ideal world, these things somehow these things would be provided. But Novartis, again, and I'm not no advocate for certainly any any particular company mm-hmm. develop something again if it's your child whose life this medication saves can you put a price tag on it but exactly. again at what I, how is exactly. that supposed to work government yeah. picks it up I, I don't know yeah, I don't know which means we, we pick it up you know, I mean, it's just well, like, go, sure, it's, you know, the government tax payers, so, so should, should my taxpayers go, you know, go to a medication that's going to save a kid's life who has a rare disease? I mean, that's a huge question. That's a huge question. You know, what, what about, you know, my patients you know, who I see every day who, you know, they can't get their blood pressure medicine or they can't get their diabetes medicine. I mean, you probably been reading articles about, you know, the, the price of insulin, you yes. know, you know yeah. which is a life sustaining and life saving medication. I have patients who can get that medicine, you know. So it's just like who who gets what, you know, who pays for it. Um, <laughs> it's just it's another it's huge a, question. Yeah, it's, it's one of those huge questions. Are your parents still listening? Anyway? I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Because yeah. I, but I should have done properly. And please forgive me. And I hope I'm not making sure. I should have said, "Mabuhay, como está There you go. Right. That's what I was waiting for. And the response for. would be, "Mabuti bonaman." Right. I, I know. I know a little to get myself in trouble. I'm probably blushing. Um, <laughs> but right. The the. Uh, 
the uh, but again, I want to get back to the issue with your parents, sure, a little bit because again, raising a child, it's interesting because I I ask so often, where does something, where does manners come from? I'll ask young people, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'm walk, I'm the old guy, I'm walking towards the door, and some young guy will. Go ahead, sir. And it's like, <laughs> and I know what it means. Go ahead, old man. But it's, and I'll, I'll stop. I'll say, wow, where did you learn your manners? Where did they yeah, come from? And yeah. generally, I hear, I hear either my parents, my mom, my dad, my, my grandmother, my grandfather, from someone. They yeah. don't, most, they don't yeah. say I learned them from social media. Mm-hmm. Somebody raised mm-hmm. them. Oh, and yeah. again, yeah, speaks you know, to, to you. you know, I know I'm I, I, going back. You know, as as uh, you know, as I get older, and and you know, as we're all getting older, and my parents are getting older. You know, I, I you know, they're, they're uh, they continue to inspire me every day. You know, it just you know, they, they they came over to the United States. You know, it was just them, none of their other family members. They didn't they didn't have any other family over here, but they had a, a community of Filipinos who, you know, they had something in common. Um, and you know, I, I mean, me, I mean, you know, I mean, if, if I I go, you know, across the state of Ohio, I get it all lost. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm at. They just come, you come to a whole different country that we've never been to before. You know, the only thing they have in common is with these other people from the same country. You know, and and they start a family, they have a career, they they have kids. Um, you know, and, and pff, wow, you know, I, I I don't even know if I could do that now. You go, me going to the, you know, it's like. Me going to the Philippines and meeting some Americans there and, and, and moving and, and moving and doing a life there. I mean, it's just like it's incredible. It's you incredible. It, yeah. You know, as I think about it every day, what they did. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so that goes that goes along, you know, to your point is just like, you know, you're in a whole different place, a whole different country. I mean, you know, you don't have anybody what, looking over your shoulder like no. family, like seeing you know, how you're sure raising you're your kids it, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and who knows what would have happened, you know? And, and um, you know, obviously I'm very fortunate. I mean, I, I knew a lot of my peers in my peer group, you know, uh, some of them didn't didn't end up as well. You know, they, they made bad choices. They ended up wow. at the wrong crowd. And, you know, um, and, yeah, and I think my lucky star is every day, you know, about my upbringing and my parents and being in the community here in Youngstown. Um, so, yeah, it's it's, it's it's a great life. Louis. And you think, very, about, very lucky. you think about that, Dr. Sevilla, with people, again, coming to, you know, they know somebody, they find some of their, I'm going to do air quotes, someone's going to see their people, you know, someone they mm-hmm. can relate to, understands the culture, whatever, and some that just when you know it's interesting again your parents still alive still vibrant they're questions that i would have and and i'm 66 my dad died when i was 39 so uh, the questions i would have for him as i got older that i'll never be there's nobody to answer them right that Again, not to encourage you to ask all the questions, but you you can't anticipate what you will, but to be thoughtful. I think everyone should be thoughtful and ask the people, tell the people in your life that you love, that you love them and ask the, ask the questions, especially, you know, family and parents that, you know, they, nobody answered. And I think about my grandfather that came here and how, how did he end up, you know, um, my grandfather was in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. How does a, a, a Russian Jew from the programs end up in, a, 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 you know, basically everything taken from them years? How did, how did he get, I, I would, New York, okay, maybe even Ohio. I know right, how my dad, yeah, right, right, right. but, right. but, yeah. Omaha, Nebraska? Yeah. You know, I remember when, when my dad, when my father 
I don't want to get into a long story, but my, because of all the things going on about World War II, um, my my father was um, um, in, in World War II, a soldier, and there was a guy that a friend of his that he was stationed with. It was from Youngstown, mm-hmm. and back then, you know, uh, people were very. I don't want to say, you know, you people married people of their own kind, if you sure. will, heritage. And he said, or, yeah, yeah, religion, ethnicity. ethnicity. Yeah. And he told my dad. He said, "I know a nice Jewish girl from Youngstown, Ohio." And they started to correspond when he was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and that's how because my dad used to say when. Um, People would say to him, I didn't know there were Jews. And again, this is years ago. I didn't know there yeah. were Jews in Omaha, Nebraska. And he would say, they're not. I moved here as if he was the only one, which isn't the case. But you think about how people got around. How did they get there? It's People need to, need to ask those questions. Again, it's one I'll never know. Oh, yeah, how do you exactly. get to Omaha? How did, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, my parents tell about the story about, you know, how they came over to Youngstown. You know, I mean, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're, they were never on a plane. Their first plane was to, you know, Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> you know, and that whole, that wow. whole experience. You know, and just like, man, it's you know, wonderful that, that you know that. Though. Put that in, in perspective, and and I don't think my wife would would mind if she meant if I mentioned this, but I mean, her, 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 uh, her father passed in the past couple of months. Um, and, uh, you how, know, how, that, how old? um, about I think 80, 81, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, so, so that has put some things in perspective for me, you know, cause you know, when I deal with patients and families in my business and in my practice, you know, I mean, you know, death and life is, is part of that. But once that starts to hit closer to home, um, you know, you start to think about life. You start thinking about things. You start to think about the relationships with your family and, um, and you know, the, the me as 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's like it's really if people have said this the people say this all the time don't sweat the small stuff you know but but as as things really start to hit you as far as you have loved ones or people who are close to or friends who are starting to pass away be like hey you know um that's you know what about what about the people who are left what are the people who are living what are people who are here is it is that time to uh, spend more time with them or to you know not let things bother you as much as you did a little, 15, like you say the small years yeah. ago <laughs> a little things that yeah the inconsequent yeah. that things that when you look back i guess are inconsequential maybe at the time they're not when you say that about death uh we can again i i know it sounds trite to say i'm sorry that, about your, your wife losing your dad and one of the things that that I learned quickly and I, I say it a lot not self-serving but when I, I remember again my dad tumultuous relationship learned a lot loved him missed him he was not not a good dad he was too, too angry too violent too nonetheless the reality is is when I remember I was driving, I was working, I was driving home, and it was a few weeks after he had died. And I started tearing up. I don't know what, you know, I don't remember what I was thinking about, but I remember tears coming. I was thinking about it. And I thought, what's what's the matter with me? It's been a few weeks already. And then it hit me, Dr. Seville, I thought, you know what, for better or for worse, 39 years that man was in my life, all, all yeah. my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how possibly could I uh, be done with the feelings or how they've changed in just a few weeks. People will always say um, it get time makes it easier. It doesn't make it easier. It makes it different. It doesn't, nothing yeah, exactly. makes losing somebody that you love right. easier. Right. It makes it 
different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need to let people feel at their... We, 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 sometimes I think some humans want to rush. Oh, you'll be... Oh, you're okay. You'll be... Yeah, you know, exactly. be for self-serving, not for that person. Right. Just let be present. Let them be. Exactly. When you mentioned about about your, your father-in-law, last year I did a number of uh, interviews with people that talked about end of life. Dr. Jessica Zitter from oh, California yeah. did a great yeah. Netflix Extreme mm -hmm. Measures, I believe it was called. Mm -hmm. Wrote a book, Dr. Catherine Mannix from the UK about death. We don't talk about it mm -hmm. enough. And when I had Dr. Mannix on, I remember very briefly, she was scheduled to come on. She was actually in the United States because a friend of hers father was yeah. dying, yeah. needed to reschedule. Mm -hmm. And I when I was on the phone with her, I said, you know, how wonderful it was that she went to be there while her friend's father was passing. She said, Lou, he died. Yeah. We need to be able to say, died. Sure. I did so many interviews like that. People thought I was <clears throat> like suicidal or something. <laughs> Keep talking about death. We don't. We, we right. don't. And right. it is right. obvious. What do I want to say? The ultimate reality? Well, it is. It is. You know, and, and I can tell you, <clears throat> people are... Um, people are getting a little bit better with that now. Um, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, I think, you know, things in the news and things on television, um, you know, about about words like hospice and yes. words like end of life. End of life yeah. um, and uh, and again, I, I don't think my, my wife would want to share this, but but before that, I think about a year or two before that, her uh, her grandmother passed away, and 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 she, um, you know, was involved with hospice. Um, early on, wow! Early on, and uh, it was a whole process, um, and it made me, uh, it educated me professionally as far as, you know, how can I approach this with my own patients? Um, you know, how can I approach? You know, as you know, Louis, you know, words mean everything. So it's so how do you approach the topic using the right words, using the right tone? You don't want to sound like you're trying to you know, kill off one of my patients or their family members, but it's, but you want to honor that person and say, Hey, you know, what, what do you want us to do or not do as we get closer to the end? Because, you know, my job as your doctor is to make sure that I want to do what you want to do or not want to do. Um, and we have to talk about that now. And, you know, with the legal system, there are some documents and things, advanced directives and that type of thing to help the person kind of navigate through that so it's not so rushed so it's not so awkward um, and when her grandmother went through that process she, she had all of her legal documents all wow. all set up beforehand so That's they could just focus and just be with her uh, and focus on her and not have to worry about all this legal stuff or stuff at the end so it was so it was a, 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 a I wouldn't say a, a beautiful process but it was a less dramatic process from an external world from 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 the financial world from a legal yeah. standpoint just to stay there just to have the ability just to be there with her at the end, and I, I love how you said that, Doctor Sevilla. When when you say that, you you learn by hearing some a story like yours, or in my case, my dad had a horrible death. Um, my parents still at, at thirty nine years old were keeping things and and you know trying to minimize. I don't know. We don't want to upset. You know, my dad's dying. I mean, 
and he he did good and bad, good and bad. Uh, they both died from leukemia. And uh, towards the end, when he, his last hospitalization, um, I started to see things mm-hmm. and started to ask my mom, "Oh no, no, you know, in denial, whether she was in denial, whatever, to protect me again, air quotes." But it was a horrible death because their, I will, I have to say, their failure to deal with it in advance and have a discussion. Um, the if there, if I can say benefit, I assured my mom she wouldn't die that way and I was able to be more proactive mm-hmm. relationships with her physicians you know talking about and being more open her being more open about it and that again should never be the case right if you again learn you are you're going to learn hard or easy I guess I should say you're going to learn it the hard way or the easy way mm-hmm. and you learn it by hearing about your grandmother hearing my story whatever mm-hmm. people need to to make those Plans, yeah. arrangements, get yeah. that stuff out of the way because there's no time to do it. There's you can't focus on it, so it just kind of sits ominously out there. Yeah, when, it, correct. It, it, yeah, and I talk to my patients about that all the time. They're like, "Oh, there's always going to be time, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be a time. I, I, I want things done a certain way, and you know, I don't have time to do this now because I have to do this A, B, C, and D. And you yeah. know, as you know, and as everybody knows, you know, I mean, as people get older, I mean, time goes faster. Well, yeah. You know? and, and well, and forgive know, me. The way the way life is like a roll of toilet paper. The closer you get to the end, the quicker it goes. Yeah, exactly. That's what someone said exactly. to me. You know, and and and. Um, and you're right. I mean, you know, it is still awkward for a lot of people, but I think in general, you know, I, I think we we are there are doors being opened um, earlier and more in, information in life to to help to have those hard conversations. I'm talking with Dr. Mike Sevilla, Doc. One of the things that um, uh, when you think about having those conversations, and I I just said this. I had a uh, I had Joe Lane on yesterday. That does EMS and uh, life trans and funeral homes and you and I were talking and I said that we talked about people coming to funeral unprepared as when my dad died my mom was was certainly unable to go make the plans Decisions. we buried very yeah. quickly yeah. supposed to be by sundown the next day so right. I went I right. went right. with you know no information mm-hmm. but the reality is is when my uh, the night my after my father died my wife my mom said to my wife, Sammy and I never thought we would die. And of course, she didn't mean that they thought they were immortal. They never had the discussion. that We came to learn that down the road. Never talked about it. It's Yeah, it's a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. I know when my wife and I have talked about it, you don't, it's not somebody, oh, you know what, let's talk about... What 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 do you want me to do when you die? Or right, you die? Exactly. I get that, but right. it's it's vitally important because that's that's the time to do it is when you're relatively healthy. Correct. 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 Yeah, because you, you can you can think in your mind, you can clear, plan it out. Yeah. You have a clear mind, not under pressure. Not under pressure. Yeah, you know, there's no drama at all or anything like that. And you know, and those are the times where you should you know you know probably you know talk to an attorney or, or talk to yeah. you know people about the legal documents. That 
that go along with some of those decisions. Um, and then, you know, sign them off. Or if you're going to get other family members involved, get their signature as well, and then get those documents, and then just put them somewhere. Put them somewhere. Don't worry about it, you know. And then and let uh, family know where they're at. Yeah. So that and let family know where they're at, you know, and have so a plan, you know. And, and if something, you know, planned happens or if something unplanned happens, then you kind of know where all that stuff is or you know what the decisions are, you know. I mean, you the know. Wishes, yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be any any number of things. You know, do I want a feeding tube? Do I not want a feeding tube? Do I want antibiotics? Do I want to be on a breathing machine? Do I want my heart, you know, restart after it stops? All those decisions um, are better when you're, you know, when your mental Clear. faculties are clear and you can communicate that to the whole family so everybody's on the same page. You know, and, and you know, as a physician, unfortunately, I see the other side of that where, you know, there are a dozen people and there's that one person who, you know, either doesn't want to let go or who was out of town and that they're having guilt that they haven't been a part of the family. They're like, we still want to do everything. But, you know, but Uncle Joe told us he didn't want anything, but there's no documentation right, of it. Yeah. It causes more stress and strife in the family and that makes things harder for everybody so again that's a, that's a really important message with you've been a physician for how long now uh let's see maybe 20 years coming 20, up 20 wow, years yeah wow. Mm-hmm. Just be older than I thought. We'll talk off the air on that. But when you, the, uh, and again, I'm, I'm going to reference, uh, when, when you have to give bad information, again, I, I love your, never been a patient, but your bedside manner has got to be, you have such a wonderful personality. You're so warm. You're so loving. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I, I love that about you. Again, I've said this many times <laughs> on the show. If I had to choose... If if you had to choose good bedside manner or good medical, obviously right. you want the. Just well, tell me, yeah. doc. Just right. tell me what's the bottom line. Right. I get right. that, right. but to be able to have that right. that blend of it, which is sure. it's wonderful. Sure, sure. Because you are so kind, deep, feel so deeply. It's got to be difficult for giving someone bad. Oh yeah. news, or should I say, not good oh, news? Yeah. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. very quickly, I'm a reference. I had a guy that wrote a book last. Gary was on a, uh, I believe, a surgical oncologist. And he said, after 25 years, it doesn't get any easier when you think things are going to be okay, and you open somebody up, and you have to go back and say, you know what? The, my words not here. said it's not the way. Delivering news, finding someone's got blood work that came, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're the expert. Mm-hmm. You're the doctor. That isn't what you had hoped or they had hoped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being feeling as deeply as you do yeah. what's that like for you yeah yeah i mean it's yeah there, there's you know there's all and we go to you know classes on, on how to deliver that type of stuff you know people don't know i'm a family doctor and you know i work at the family practice center of salem um and in our training you know we're one of the things i love about my job is that you know i, I do develop these relationships with my patients with my families with my community so um as so as time goes on you know i get to know them a little bit i get to know their families a little bit so you know when that bad news comes on um uh i kind of know how to deliver that information because i've gotten to know them over the years um i kind of know what you know some people 
just just want the facts. You're just like, this is the facts, and then move on. Some people need it delivered a little bit more gently, you know. And and uh, you know, I treat my job, I guess, like how I treat life, you know, just the whole golden rule thing, you know. Like, how would I want bad information to be delivered? And that's and I always try to put myself in in the seat or you know in the place of my patient and and say, how would I want to hear this? Um, and each person is different. And and you know, I've got to develop that relationship through a number of years with a lot of my patients and I know how they want to hear things and I know that um, how I know I'm not going to beat around the bush with some people some people I have to drag it out a little bit just to kind of set things up so I don't really shock them so um, but just from my standpoint yeah you know any type of any type of bad information or negative information it could be as simple as oh you know I'm sorry your kid has strep throat yeah (laughs) that's a relatively simple thing you know or it's like oh you know you have cancer and this is the next step that we have to do. Um, so it just yeah, I, for me, Louis, I just I, I, I just try to think of myself as that patient. How would I want to hear that information? And that's how I try to deliver it. Sometimes I hit the mark, and sometimes I miss the mark. But I mean, that's, but I know you always do it, like you say, with a golden rule and, and yeah. compassion. Yeah, how it's received could be right you know, rejected or whatever. But right. nonetheless, I know you do it with an open heart. Dina Mallory Sears said, "I went all through grade school." And high school with Dr. Oh, Dana. He was always a wonderful person. Oh, so glad to see how you help people. Isn't that beautiful? Man. I mean, you know, to to hear that, you know, yeah. it's always been you. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's you, so Dina. nice. Thank, thank you, Dina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, um, yeah, just, 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 just growing up. You know, growing up in the area here, you know, and I know uh, I just saw on the news uh, one of the longtime teachers over at Mooney is going to retire. Yeah. Retired, um, and I remember being in her class. I can't remember her name, unfortunately. She, and I guess she was teaching for forty or fifty yeah, years or yeah. something like that. Like, you forever, know, yeah. just like you know, all these great people in the community. You know that that you've gotten to know through the years, and uh, um, yeah, it's, it's see again technology, Louis. You know, people just reaching out and say, hey. <laughs> Again, remembering the teachers, remember the ones that impact had a positive impact or negative, but mostly positive impact on you. Right, right, right. That's just just part of this great community that we have here. It's just. you know, um, I've had a lot of my. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of people moved away for whatever reason. You know, oh, they they, they moved away for family, for jobs, or whatever. whatever. And you know, there, there's uh, a handful of us left here, here, or or people who come back for holidays or reunions or that type of thing. And uh, it's 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 just it's a great community to to grow up in and, and stay in. And, and my wife, you know, my wife is up from the Warren area, so she's up from Trumbull County up there. So all of our families up is here locally, and uh, you know we're. And it was it was important for us when we finished college and we finished our professional training to come back to come back and to be close to our communities to be close to our families. That's um, beautiful to uh, uh, to continue here. So, mm-hmm. and we're better for it for you in the community. Well, and we're better for it too. Just just for meeting all these new people and and meeting the people who come in from outside of Youngstown to add to our community. It's a, it's a, it's a great thing. I've got to ask you. I know at the top of the hour you're listening to Louis B. Free Radio Show, Brain Food from the Heartland. Going a couple extra minutes with Doctor Savilli. Okay. No, I'm good, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple of things. Um, someone wants to know you you're you're you take new patients, correct? Uh, I or not? only or if full? they're nice people. <laughs> I didn't know where if you're, you're a mean person out there, I'm not taking new patients. I, I didn't, uh, but you, 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Salem Family. Thank you so much. Yeah. Salem Family well, Practice. Somebody, yeah. So yeah. 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 Three three zero three three two nine nine six one is our is our phone number. Give that again. Three three zero three three two. Nine nine six one for people who are on Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook, Salem Family Practice, Doctor Mike Sevilla. Uh, that gets our information there. Uh, and I've got those links up at LouisFreeShow.com yeah, and Yeah, DoctorMikeSevilla.com. So yeah, yeah, we're, we're always taking uh, always taking new patients. Yeah, because come on down to, to Salem able, to be able to find a compassion, a bright, obviously bright. You want well educated, you want, but to have that compassion, and I love that about you. You were mentioning. Did you still want to talk about the rabbits? At all? Yeah, Louis. I, I, so so. <laughs> or are you so, just teasing me? No, okay, no, I have no, rabbits. So, so, so people, so, what's that? Want the rabbit? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so if people aren't already following uh, Louis on Facebook, so I'm learning about. I don't know uh, yeah, either one. So it's uh, it's Rabbit Awareness Week. Right. I know in the UK, but I'm just reading a little bit about Rabbit Awareness Week. It's this week, right, Louis? This week, yes. Rabbit Awareness Week. I have other ones. You want different? You want the pink ones? How about that? How about the white ones? Somebody screenshot this on, on Facebook. You know what? Yeah. Can you screenshot from Facebook? You I can. always take a picture of you with yeah. those and send it to Rabbit Awareness. People. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Mm-hmm. But we're just No, no. Well, well, I mean, so, so, and, and Louie, you probably, and people on Facebook, you can kind of see that. So, so I guess it's in the UK, so it's yeah. raising awareness about rabbits, um, and then there's this rabbit illness. It causes internal bleeding uh, in rabbits, and they can prevent it with vaccination of the rabbits in the UK, which kind of go back to our vaccination conversation from before. So it's 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 great that you're raising awareness about it. I didn't know about well, it. Well, again, and I and and it's he there. It's they found it some with some rabbits here. It's coming, uh, and I wish we were more proactive because my understanding is it's illegal to get import the vaccine from. From the UK, uh, they're very proactive in the UK about it. Everybody knows I'm a rabbit man. I, I, I'm a rabbit lover, and the rea- animal lover. And th- when I, I reached out to a vet, a wonderful, wonderful, incredible rabbit vet on the um, uh, west side of Cleveland, and she, it, it, there's there, there's nothing at this point. We really need to urge people to be able to get this vaccine. It's going to save the rabbits' lives and. Um, it's it, again to be able to do something. Doctor Allen was in earlier in the week. You know, to be able to vaccinate your pets against certain things like the heartworm, and, and I mean, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why I mean, you? well, let me ask you. You know, kind of as a you know, media person, as a non-medical person, I mean, I presume you get feedback and you know about vaccinations pro I do. and anti, and like, how do you how do you deal with that feedback? <laughs> you know, I have to tell you honestly. When, and I hope you don't mind. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I, 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 I understand sometimes why people are when you hear certain people talk about certain reactions. Um, and what do you do? Do you roll the dice? I mean, I, I don't know. It's right. easier to say with a pet. It's people. People are frightened, and sure. that's why people like you. The value of how you do to, to talk mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Again, I have to tell you, I've had an MIT scientist on, since you asked, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, I'm go ahead. Honest, you know what I'm going to be honest with you? MIT scientist on, Dr. Stephanie Senep, who believes, actually, that there could be something that kicks off the autism that's actually related to the glyphosate, the, the Monsanto and now Bayer's um, um, Roundup, mm-hmm. that there's so much in the environment, so many of these chemicals in the environment, and some of the problems, you know, because I, I, it's undeniable 
reliable about the rates of autism right. rising, correct? Right. It is. It and is. All and time, go ahead. Yeah, and we don't know. We don't know why there's there's an increase. There's been a lot of theories. Immunizations is one of the theories, which I think is inaccurate. But we just don't know why, you know. And there's and there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions um, on why the on why the autism rate and Alzheimer's is going up. And so, yeah, the Alzheimer's very quickly, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll just keep you a couple more. Sure, By sure, the way, sure, yeah. Dina, Dina says I'm a nurse and I specialize in geriatric along with hospice care. Um, Dina. I don't know if you're in touch with her. No, I mean, not for many years. I would years, love so to yeah. have her on to talk about hospice care and geriatric care. I had, had a, um, a, a Dr. Moore once saw who is at the Lou Ruvo Brain Center in Las Vegas. It's actually a Cleveland Clinic, and he'd been on. He's an author. He's been on with me a number of times. He specializes in Alzheimer's and dementia. He said, Louie, I'm taking a, send me an email. I'm taking a job with the Cleveland Clinic. And I'm like, oh, bro, we're going to be able to hang out. You know, you're going to be... It's in Las Vegas. Who knew? I didn't know yeah. that they, the Cleveland Clinic had a brain center in Las Vegas. <clears throat> I had that no being, idea. Yeah. That being said, he recently wrote, co-authored a book with a Jamie Tyrone who had genetic testing. Again, if you can just give me a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. That, where she has a, off the top of my head, like a 91, 92% cha- uh, chance, I guess, of because of certain genetics with Alzheimer's, not the only issue with Alzheimer's, of developing Alzheimer's. Frightening, horrifying, genetic testing. If you can talk a little bit about what your thoughts are. I'm sure you're getting people, I'm guessing you're getting people yeah. that are coming in saying, you know what, I had my, my, I did some genetic, I did the, the uh, ancestry. Yeah. Uh, that, what is yeah. it, 24, whatever. Yeah. And they come in. And, me and all that stuff, yeah. And, and one of the issues in the book was, should you get that kind of testing? Yeah. And one more minute with me. Again, leukemia on both sides of the family going back at least two generations. Um, and my wife and I had, she had read something about a test. Would I have the test? And here's the way I look at it at this point. If there was a test for leukemia, uh, am I genetically predisposed to it? How would it change my life? Well, if there was something I could do, if I could be proactive, it was like, okay, don't do this, eat this, and you won't. That's different. But if it's like the, the flip side is, Every bruise that didn't heal quickly or whatever, right, be like, exactly. oh my God, here it is, here right, it is. Right, right. What are your thoughts on some of the? Ge- yeah, that, so that, that I get a lot of testing. questions about this genetic testing and you know ancestry and twenty three and me and all that kind of stuff. So Can I say twenty four and me, twenty three and me. I'm sorry, twenty three. No, no, I mean that's, that's close <laughs> enough. Um, I mean, there's very few genetic type of things that we know are hundred percent you're going to get this. Now, a lot of the stuff is like is a what if. You know, and that's where the problem is, is, is it, you know, is it going to cause a problem? Is it not going to cause a problem? But we do know that once you give that information away, you can't take it back. It's out there. You know, it's, it's out there. It's probably going to be shared. It's kind of like Google information. You know, it's going to be out there. Who's going to get that information? We don't know. You know, are people like health insurance company is going to get that, get that information. Is that going to um, impact your health insurance where it's going out, you know, 20, 30, yeah. 40 years? Yes, yes. We, we, just, yes. we just don't know any of that information. Is that going to affect 
you know, you know, I mean, crazy type of things. You know, is that going to affect kids getting into college? Be like, oh, you know, you're only supposed to live until you're 22, so we're, we're not going to accept you into college or something like that. We don't know the, the the unintended consequences of getting your genetic information out there. That's why I don't do it, because I don't know what it's really going to mean down the road. And nobody knows what it's really going to mean. But we do know that once it's out there, once people, you know, put your... You know, DNA on a website yeah. or in in a you know some kind of uh, bank out there. Who has access to it? What can they do with that information? What's it going to mean for all of us? Nobody knows any of that. I mean, people think it's a fun thing and be like, oh, you know, yeah, we're I, yeah. you know we're we're thirteenth cousins or something yeah, like that. But I, once you get that information out there, you can't take it back. Yeah, and and nobody knows you know how it's really going to affect you down the road. And I dare say. Um, and not just to be funny, do you really want that cousin knocking on your door that, I mean, most of us know someone in your family that you wouldn't want knocking on the door. I mean, do you, do you really want to put that out there for yeah, that other? Exactly. I, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, get, exactly. I don't know. Exa- except if it's for a specific type of thing, there are, you know, very few uh, genetic diseases that we know are going to be an issue. You know, things like certain types of breast cancer, not all breast cancer, certain, I, certain yeah. types. Types of colon cancer, not all colon cancer. So, for those specific type of questions, yes, but not just for yeah, not just for just fun. for fun. Right. And again, for someone that may have you know, um, where to know at least again the importance of knowing your family medical history. Right. Exactly. To know that is there colon cancer because right. um, you're supposed to start with a um, to have. The exams when you're 50, right? To have the yeah, uh, the, yeah. Um, I mean, nor- normally, you uh, know, 50 or 55. Uh, but you know, if they were diagnosed in their 40s, usually at that age, or even five or 10 years before they were diagnosed. So it depends what type of cancer it is, how yeah. aggressive it was. Like mammogram, if, if, if breast cancer is in the family, you certain, may need to yeah. start earlier. certain types of cancers. You have to screen earlier than the general population, and that's that. And that's, that's important. That's know. good to know for your family history. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled that. You're here. I hope I didn't keep you too long. I just love you, bro. Yeah, and I'm yeah. grateful. It's you're great your to parents. be back. I wish I can come back more. I, I got to clear more time on my schedule to come back. Please. So it's, it's always great. I mean, you know, it goes and, too fast. And just so people know, I mean, I don't come in here with a script. You're just like we're just like talking. We're just like, and I and love that, that. That's what I love about. I this. love. I got to get those ears in. Make sure the ears are, are clear <laughs> in, in the video. I, I love that about you. Just yeah. you come in just to to help give information and to have the conversation. Sure, sure. I'm looking that. forward to coming back soon, Louis. Please, thank you so much, and thank, thank you to your parents. Too. Alrighty. Thank I'll be you. back with some closing Bye. words right after.